This is K.M. Wyland, and you're listening to the 119th episode of the Wordplay Podcast. My historical work in progress, The Deepest Breath, has been a roller coaster, as all my books inevitably are in their own way. Deepest's ups and downs mostly consisted of me believing the book was finished two or three times, only to read the finished draft and realize something significant needed to be tweaked. So you've heard me say before that it's officially finished, but this time it's for real. I completed my final read-through of the first draft and slapped the seal of approval on it. I'm much happier with the cohesion and resonance of this longer version versus the previous one from earlier this year, which integrated flashbacks from World War I into the main 1926 setting. I'm also, finally, happy with the final few chapters, which have been giving me fits all month. So now I can breathe a sigh of relief, send the manuscript off to my beta readers, and let my perception and familiarity with the story cool off for a good long spell before I look at it again. This moment of completing a first draft is always a moment of mixed emotions. On the one hand, I'm thrilled to be done with the thing and able to move on to the next project. But, on the other, I'm sad to be saying the first big goodbye to the characters who have lived with and in me for the past two years. Are all the pieces in place for your climax? The latest post in the video series on my blog shows how Suzanne Collins did a masterful job providing her readers a resonant, cohesive climax in The Hunger Games. You can watch the video on my blog at wordplay-kmyland, that's W-E-I-L-A-N-D dot blogspot dot com. New videos are posted every Wednesday. And now, I hope you enjoy this week's podcast, Five Elements of a Resonant Closing Line. As important as the opening line may be to convincing someone to read your book, the closing line is the one that determines how well your story works, and whether or not your reader will find your story a satisfying experience. Last month we talked about the five elements of a riveting first line, and today we're going to bring the discussion full circle by exploring the five elements that will help you craft the kind of closing line that caps your entire story and leaves readers with a feeling of unforgettable resonance. Like first lines, last lines, in themselves, aren't all that memorable. In fact, I'll bet you this week's serving of carrots that you can't remember the closing lines of the last five books you enjoyed. The memorability of the lines themselves isn't nearly as important as the memorability of the feeling with which they leave your readers. Let's take a look at the closing lines of five of my favorite books. Hooker yet upon the Rappahannock, he said. We must have him across the Potomac, and we must ourselves invade Pennsylvania. The Long Roll, by Mary Johnston. Vin closed her eyes, simply feeling the warmth of being held, and realized that was all she had ever really wanted. Mistborn, The Final Empire, by Brandon Sanderson. Why, sir, said the hall porter, smiling at him, never fret yourself about haste post-haste. Here is Sir Joseph himself, coming up the steps, leaning on Colonel Warren's arm. The Reverse of the Medal by Patrick O'Brien. And after that, it sometimes almost seemed as if there were fewer enemy planes in the skies. After Dunkirk, by Melina McGraw. He looked a long time. Ender's Game, by Orson Scott Card. What is it about these lines that made these stories resonate with me? How did they embed these stories in my mind and help me carry them with me long after I closed the back covers? Let's take a look at a couple of factors. 1. Summation The end of the book marks the end. 
didn't see that coming, did you? Even if it's part of a series, as are all the books I've listed except after Dunkirk. The closing line should give readers a sense of finality, a sense that the main issues of the plot have been taken care of, and that he can safely leave the characters without worrying that anything more momentous is going to strike. In the examples above, we find Mistborn's main character discovering safety and love in a relationship, the thwarting of an enemy plot by the arrival of a spymaster in reverse of the medal, and the beginning of the end of the Battle of Britain in After Dunkirk. 2. Theme At its heart, story is theme. We dress it up with plot and characters, but the theme is what the story is about. So it's only appropriate we strike a final emotional note in our last sentence. Although it's not necessarily evident out of context, the books above use their final lines to reinforce their themes of war, love, trust, hope, and redemption. 3. Pacing The final line, and the lines building up to it, should provide the appropriate pacing to guide readers to an instinctual understanding of the coming end. Just as a song builds to a climax and then tapers into the subsequent notes to ease listeners back into silence, the end of a story must slow its pacing to ease readers out of the story back into their comfy lazy boys. The lines listed above vary in length, but most of them are punchy sentences, which are preceded by longer, lyrical, sometimes almost dreamy paragraphs, which the authors use to ease back from the action of the story, so they can hammer home one final thought before releasing the reader. 4. Farewell Not all closing lines will feature the main character. Sometimes authors will utilize a pulling back of the camera to show the reader a broad view of the story, rather than a close-up of the protagonist. However, most often the closing line is the last chance to say goodbye to the characters, for both the author and the reader. The long role, Mistborn, and Ender's Game all feature the protagonist in the final sentence. After Dunkirk, which is narrated in the first person by the protagonist, offers the main character's final thoughts to the reader, and Reverse of the Medal's comparatively abrupt ending features a line of dialogue that the reader already knows the main character is desperately awaiting. 5. Continuation Finally, and a bit contradictorily, the closing line should also indicate that the story isn't over, that, in fact, the lives of the surviving main characters will continue long after the reader closes the back cover. In Worlds of Wonder, David Gerald points out, A great last line should leave your reader satisfied that you have said everything that needs to be said, and at the same time it should stand as a launch pad for the reader's imagination to leap off into its own flight of fantasy about what happens next. The long roll leaves us looking into the future, toward the inevitable Battle of Gettysburg. Mistborn assures us the main character will be moving forward in a healthy relationship. Reverse of the Metal ties up its plot's loose threads and sends us hurtling into the sequel. After Dunkirk's weary hope promises the eventual end of war. And Ender's Game's nebulous and brilliant final line indicates the present incompletion, and thus a sense of continuation, and an eventual finality at the end of the long search. Your ending line will depend greatly on the story that precedes it, its tone, pacing, and the mood you want to strike with its ending. But if you can incorporate all or most of these elements into your final words, you just might be on your way to the kind of ending that grabs hold of readers and refuses to let them go. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, visit me on the web at wordplay-kmyland, that's W-E-I-L-A-N-D, dot blogspot.com, and be sure to listen again next week. 